Also what their mindset is. I help people with food addictions because, you know, people don't eat badly just because they don't know better, but often because of intense levels of addiction, depression, um, social pressure, insecurity, traditions, and all sorts of other excuses that I have to help people overcome so that they can just let food be a tool and enjoy their life. The Rational View is a weekly series hosted by me, Dr. Alan Scott, providing a rational, evidence-based perspective on important societal issues. Produced by Soapbox Media. The world needs evidence-based public policy now more than ever. Making the right decisions should not be partisan politics. Please help spread the rational view by going to patron.podbean.com slash the rational view. Together, we can make a better future. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Rational View. I'm your host, Dr. Al Scott. In this episode, I've scheduled an interview with a doctor who markets nutritional cures for autoimmune diseases. On her website, she claims to have become lupus-free by avoiding foods that cause inflammation. She provides testimonials of full recoveries from rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, and many more. This is a particularly interesting topic for me, as I also have family members with autoimmune diseases. This idea that you could be cured from this by just changing your diet gives me a lot of hope. But there's a big question in my mind, of course, that if this works, why isn't it mainstream medicine? What's going on here? I've heard it stated by Dr. Joel Furman in a previous interview that the medical establishment doesn't want nutritional cures. Uh, and one could get the impression that Big Pharma would be motivated to suppress, or at least to not promote nutritional cures for autoimmune disorders due to the market issues of not selling medicine. I'm a little skeptical. Let's get a rational view. If you like what you're hearing, please press like on your podcast app, uh, share it with your friends, and come chat with us on our Facebook group, The Rational View. Dr. Brooke Goldner is a board-certified medical doctor and the author of three best-selling books, Goodbye Lupus, Goodbye Autoimmune Disease, and Green Smoothie Recipes to Kickstart Your Health and Healing. She's been featured in multiple documentaries, such as Disease Reversal Hope and Eating You Alive. She's been featured on TV News and The Home and Family Show, as well as many radio shows and podcasts, and is a highly sought-after keynote speaker. She's been featured on the front cover of Vegan Health and Fitness Magazine three times, including the cover of Fit Over 40. She was featured in the Journal of Disease Reversal, Reversing Lupus in Herself, as well as publishing multiple case studies in reversing end-stage lupus nephritis or kidney failure with her hypernourishing nutrition protocol for autoimmune disease reversal. She's a graduate of Carnegie Mellon University with honors for genetic research in leukemia and neurobiology. Was a graduate of the Temple University School of Medicine, was chief resident at UCLA Harbor Residency, and is the sole autoimmune professor for the plant-based nutrition certification from Cornell University. She's a member of the Forbes Health Advisory Board, the founder of goodbylupus.com, and creator of the hypernourishing protocol for autoimmune reversal. Dr. Goldner, welcome to The Rational View. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Could you tell me a bit about yourself and your background? Why, why did you become a doctor? Why did I become a doctor? Well, short answer, my parents told me to do the thing that your heart would have you do for free, and you'll always be successful. Um, longer answer is my doctor saved my life 
when I was 16 years old, when I was in stage four kidney failure and they gave me six months to live because lupus was attacking my body, my kidneys. And because wow. of experimental treatments, aggressive medications, and a lot of support, I survived and was able to do all the things that I'm able to do today, uh, even getting to the point that I could get healthy again using the protocol that uh, you just referenced in my bio. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, they saved me. And I've always been someone who's loved taking care of people. And I love science. And the combination led me right to medicine. So you were you were a teenager when you were having these these lupus these severe lupus syndrome yes. uh, symptoms. Could you tell me a bit about your journey with lupus and how you came up with your your recover how you went through your recovery plan and, and came up with your treatment path? Absolutely. So when I was sixteen, I had fairly typical presentation for lupus, although at the time it was considered young. Nowadays, I've treated people as young as two years old, but back when I was sixteen, thirty years ago. That was considered young. And I had rashes, I had migraines, I had joint pain that would move throughout my body, and I also had kidney failure. And it was so aggressive that at the time of diagnosis, my doctor said, if we don't do something experimental, something different, then within six months, your kidneys are going to fail completely. And at best, we could hope for dialysis, and at worst, might not make it. So it was a lot to wow. take on at a young age. And, uh, and I just did whatever they said. I'm a daughter of immigrants. We just follow what our doctors tell us to do. Uh, and sure. I'm very glad that I did. My doctor was innovative. Uh, he used something uh, called chemotherapy, which is typically used in cancer patients. But the reason they use it in lupus is it's an autoimmune disease where your immune system is attacking your own body. And so the thought was, since the side effect of chemotherapy is that it suppresses immune systems. And that's why people with cancer often die of infections. What if we intentionally shut off your immune system with high doses of chemotherapy? So I had two wow. years of chemotherapy from 16 to oh 18, while also taking seven different pills a day. They were suppressing puberty um, because also the chemo could give me cancer, ovarian cancer. And it was just, it was an intense regimen. And through all that time, with whatever energy I had, I studied. So I still graduated in the top 10 of my class and, and got a scholarship to my first choice of college, Carnegie Mellon. But it was very, very hard. And, uh, you know, it taught me a lot about myself. And I always talk to my patients, too, that, you know, you mm -hmm. find out what, what, you, what you have, what your strengths are when you have to get through something like that. And uh, I always tell them, it, it gives you your inner superhero, right? So, um, so wow. I had to learn how to achieve and enjoy my life, even in pain, even throwing up from chemotherapy. And I did. I did. And I felt very lucky uh, to be in this country. My family comes from Holocaust survivors who, who were refugees. So to be able to, you know, have medical care and to be with my family and to be able to go to college and do all these wonderful things, it still felt like a very lucky person. Hmm. So this this experimental therapy, this isn't like mainstream lupus treatment to have chemotherapy. I've never heard of that. That's it is now. Crazy. It is now. I is was it? one of the people they tested it on. But even Selena Gomez got chemotherapy, but it didn't work for her and she still needed the kidney transplant. She didn't get it as long as me. I nowadays they, they might use it for a, a few treatments, maybe five, six treatments, but at the time they didn't know how much to give. And after even a year of chemotherapy, when they tried to stop it, my kidneys would start to go again. 
So then they did a second year. And then I finally stabilized enough to stop the chemotherapy and just use the oral medicines, the high dose steroids uh, to continue on. So when I went to college, I still had joint pain. I still couldn't go in the sun without getting rashes, but I could control it all with pills. And to me, that felt like freedom. Sure. Okay. So then you went to college, you you became a doctor, a medical doctor, um, and you came up with uh, your nutritional treatment plan. Can you tell me a little yeah. bit about the research that went into that and how, how you came to, to your solution? Yeah. And it's interesting because it's not, it wasn't intentional. So originally I thought maybe I can be a scientist and come up with a cure for autoimmune disease. And so that's why I was studying genetics and I, I, I did genetic research in college at Carnegie Mellon and I did really well in that, but the aspect of caretaking wasn't there and doing clinical research is slow. You know, there's not really much that changes even in years of research. So um, it really wasn't for me. And I thought, okay, maybe my, maybe the better path for me is to help people who are sick and teach them how to have productive lives and to not identify with chronic illness and to overcome traumatic things in their lives. And so that became my focus instead. So I actually had no intention anymore of being able to cure or reverse autoimmune diseases. I just wanted to take care of people and help people live better lives. And, uh, and I'm very good at the medicine part of things. That was my focus. So there was never any intentionality. A lot of times people ask me, how did you know that nutrition could help? I 100% did not know. I'm a Western trained medical doctor. If you told me kale would help lupus, I would roll my eyes and laugh at you. So this was never an intentional focus. Uh, I was purely going mm-hmm. to be a clinician. And then, uh, what happened was I fell in love and I met my husband, Thomas Tadlock, who also went to Carnegie Mellon. And then he got his master's degree in exercise science and health promotion. And his obsession was human metabolism. So he wanted to understand what would be the optimal human diet for everybody to have low body fat and good muscle mass that there didn't seem to be any consensus. And even when he was getting his master's, none of his professors knew. He said, what is the right diet for a person to lose fat rapidly? And they all have mm-hmm. uh, maybe some people high protein, low protein, high carb, low carb, high fat, low fat. Nobody knew. Scientists in biology can tell you the proper diet for every other species, but our own. We've forgotten. Uh, so it was really, uh, that was a stressful thing for him. Wow. And so he wanted to understand this because his background was computer science and mathematics, where there's always a solution that's the right solution, the most elegant, direct solution, right? And then in biology was this wishy-washy thing. And that really disturbed him. So we're both scientists. And then it was very important to us that solutions are reproducible. So that was his study. And we fell in love. And I had to explain to him, we were both 28 years old. And I had to explain to him that, you know, this was, I'm not going to live a long life. At the time he met me, I had already relapsed with lupus in medical school. And it created blood clots that were causing mini strokes. So I was getting double vision. I had red dots all over my body from blood clots. So I was sick again. I had to inject myself with blood thinners every day, supposedly for the rest of my life. So he he fell in love with a sick woman. And I had to say, well, one, I can never have your children because with blood clots and kidney failure, it would kill me to try if the child survived. I'm probably going to become disabled in in the upcoming years and you're going to have to take care of me. Before I die young. So to, to throw that back to wow. someone who wants to marry you is a, is a lot. And, and, uh, 
And he said to me, well, I'd rather have a short life with you than a lifetime with anyone else. Let's just get married. And I said, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. I, I decided being told at 16 that the clock was ticking on my life. I decided I was going all in on everything, on, on knowledge, on passion, on love, on sure. experience, you know, that I wasn't going to wait and hope one day I might do it. So I never denied any experience and he's an amazing person. So um, what happened was, I asked him to put me on his nutrition plan that he'd been using. And at the time, he was extremely popular. MTV would have him come in to train people who needed to get on TV and get rid of that uh, that belly bulge in, in a month. He could get him a six-pack. So he was already well-known for that. And I said, well, I want to look like that at my wedding. You know, I was wearing you know, the best diet to be uh, overweight and sick is hospital food. And I'd been eating that for years, you know. So I wanted wow. him to put me mm -hmm. on his plan. And so long story short, he put me on his nutrition plan with some modifications. I didn't eat meat, and, but I ate a ton of dairy and eggs and other things. So he had to modify his plan for me. And with that modification, one, I still lost all the weight. I went from a size 11 to a size three in three months. I was ripped. And two, for the first time in 12 years with lupus, I had no pain. I had no migraines. I felt incredible. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to eat this way because I feel good. And when I got my next set of blood tests, they were all negative for the lupus for the first time in my life. For 12 years, I've been chronically ill with positive labs, protein in my urine from kidney damage, all sorts of problems that were negative. So much so that the doctors thought it was a mistake in the lab and retested me. And when they retested me again, all the other tests were negative and now my blood clot antibodies were gone. And in October, that will be 18 years ago, and I've never relapsed. I've had two children, and I've never relapsed. I'm now 46 years old, 30 years since I was first diagnosed. So we, we still didn't believe that my diet had anything to do with it. Again, Western-trained mm -hmm. medical doctor, that's a load of crap, right? Like, I'm just <laughs> – if it was – if food mattered, sure. they would have taught me about it in all the extensive years of training I've had. So uh, we just didn't know what it was. A blessing? Who knows? And it was only after I had my first son with no relapse that we realized something had changed. And that's when we started to do the research. And my husband had studied cellular biology and the impact of nutrition on cellular function in terms of metabolism, weight loss, weight gain, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. instead looked at what does that mean in terms of health? And of course, if you have a nutrition plan that is specialized in cellular parasellular communication. It also brings down inflammation and optimizes immune function. You also have the perfect vehicle for disease reversal. And so it made sense to us scientifically. We spent a year reverse engineering and trying to make sure that nothing was an accident. Too many people will say, oh, I ate this and I'm healed, just do what I did. And they don't know if they're better because of what they did in spite of what they did, right? We had to know that it was yeah, usable. Yeah. So we offered free help to people from the Lupus Foundation because we wanted to we wanted to keep optimizing it until every person who did it had results where their disease got better. And only then did we bring it to the public and we released it to the public for free. And so uh, okay. at this point, thousands of people around the world have not only been able to get healthy from lupus, but rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, derma, and even things like diabetes and heart disease, because when your cells work better and repair themselves, you get healthier. So it's not like this is a lupus plan, but this is a plan for optimal so, health. Um, so, this is this is very, very interesting what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I just want to 
drill into some of this. So you basically said you worked with the Lupus Foundation to test your your dietary recommendations. Yeah, unofficially. I, I gave a speech for the Lupus Foundation. They were having a health and wellness event. And when people were talking to me, I offered them, people would come up, talk to me afterwards. And I told my story and I said, hey, if you're willing, I would love to put you on a nutrition plan and see what kind of results we could get. Mm -hmm. So what... I mean it wasn't a, was it a quantitative thing or you just, you basically just tried uh, giving people diets and getting their, their feedback? Like how did you go, go forward until you said, okay, this is the right diet? So we were looking mainly at symptoms. So people with lupus chronically feel like garbage, even on medicines. Many people are in constant pain. I, I know personally what that's like, even taking medications. I still needed to take medicine for joint pain. I still need to take medicine for migraines. And so many people are like that. They live in chronic pain. They're exhausted. They can barely function. And so what we were looking at is, uh, is there a change in these symptoms and quality of life? And if so, how quickly? And what we found is consistently when we applied what we call now hypernourishment and overdose in the nutrients your body uses for cellular repair, when we, when we did that, we saw significant changes happening within days to weeks consistently. And so we played with it a bit. Like I said, we've taken out the things that, that maybe I ate that didn't contribute right? We, we didn't want it to be anything was left up to chance. It had to be, these are the components necessary for having this kind of change in cellular function. And when you apply these, you get an improvement in health. Now, there are other parts to it. There are things that impede and, and, and damage uh, cells and that nutritionally as well as emotionally stress and other things. So I really try to take an approach with people that that incorporates all of these things, that you are living your life in a way that optimizes your body's ability to function in a healthy way so you can have good energy and not be in pain. And then what happens over time as well is we'll see the lab markers will come around. Some people very quickly uh, and other people, it will take time. Like we have a, a program where we work with people every day called Rapid Recovery, and we just finished a group on Saturday. And in that group, uh, all of the people with uh, hypothyroid had to lower their thyroid medicines because their thyroid function came up and they got jittery and their doctors had to lower it. Uh, we had two people with kidney problems who no longer had protein in their urine. And this is within six weeks. So the results are very rapid, very profound. Uh, symptoms usually are faster, but in some cases, we, especially with kidney issues, the, uh, the labs change pretty quickly too. With kidney issues, usually in the first week, we can start seeing changes in function. So th this is this is great anecdotal stuff. Are you pursuing any quantitative evidence or trying to do a controlled study on this? Or is this basically just, you know, this is the diet that makes people feel good the fastest? So the, I, I am publishing cases. So I have cases where I, I reverse kidney failure and got someone off the transplant list. And you can see the quantitative changes in the lab test, for example. And she was considered, so the one person, she was already considered uh, to be irreversible on the transplant list and her kidney function doubled in six weeks. Um, we also, uh, right now, we have something about to be published uh, with three cases of lupus and Sjogren's where people's symptoms were gone within two to four weeks and lab changes after, after that. And all of them have been off their medicine with no relapse for three years or longer. So these cases are very hard, by the way, to publish because mainstream medical journals aren't looking, one, for nutrition, and two, they're not looking for case studies. And I remember personally being a medical student and having my attending tell me, you don't need to read any journals 
except for the New England Journal of Medicine. And if you don't have time to read it, just read the front cover. It has a summary. So we're trained as medical doctors not to look for any kind of alternative treatments or journals that have any kind of nutrition or other lifestyle. We're trained only mainstream. This one journal has everything you need. So we're kind of set up that way. The other thing that they discouraged was don't worry about case studies. You want big trials, right? And I've actually sure. been approached by three major uh, medical organizations that do these clinical trials. And unfortunately, because at first I was excited, like, yes, this is going to be fantastic because I know this works and I know it would be great to do. But unfortunately, in every one of the cases, number one, all of their other millions of dollars in trials are coming from drug companies, uh, which sets them up a bit to, uh, you know, whether unconsciously or consciously. Uh, the other one is none of them wanted me to be able to be involved in making sure it was executed correctly. So it was going to be the first giant big trial using the protocol. And I wasn't going to be able to, to observe it and say, here's how you do it right, which meant that there's a much higher chance it could fail. And then they'd be able to publish, oh, this nutrition doesn't work. Just stick with all of these drug trials. And it just felt very wrong to me. I told them, you can be blind. You don't have to know who I'm working with. You can just have all the doctors evaluating them, not know who's doing the nutrition and who's not. That can be blind, but let me make sure, because sometimes it can be complicated. Sometimes people have a food sensitivity or a reaction, or they have a kidney issue where we have to lower the potassium intake or change the water intake. It takes some skill. And they wanted me to just write something up and hand it to a dietitian and hope that they could execute it correctly. So we backed away from that because it just seemed... Uh, unlikely that it was going to be done in an ethical way and done in a way that really showed the results that could happen for people. So until that happens, I'm happy just bringing it to the public. Like I said, I publish it to the public for free. Uh, today, mm -hmm. I'm going to do one of my weekly live Q&As that I do for the public for free. Thousands of people from all over the world come and I help them for free and people's lives are changing. They're getting well because I'm not doing this uh, because I'm trying to be famous or rich doing this because I'm trying to save lives. And this is effective. I looked into, um, online onto what you've published and, sure. and, you know, in the guidelines of your, of your diet. And, you know, basically, uh, you know, it's a very, uh, nutrient dense, raw vegetable smoothie kind of diet. Mm -hmm. Uh, do people struggle with the onerous dietary omissions associated with this diet? Onerous. <laughs> You mean, do they struggle with uh, with not eating cooked foods or meat or dairy? Is that uh, yeah, just basically going to a liquid the diet? Symptoms people live with the emotional impact of not eating certain foods. I think is directly related to how sick you feel because most people tell me mm. I'll eat dog crap if you tell me I'll feel better. <laughs> but people who've never this is actually one of the reasons I didn't go with one of the people who wanted to do the 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 big trial is she told me how do you deal with all the people who are suicidal because they can't eat sushi. And this is the person who was supposed to be running the trial. And went, uh, mm. first of all, it's obvious you've never been sick. And second, don't worry, I'm a trauma specialist. I can help people through it. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things. So first of all, the raw program is an emergency protocol. So I'm not saying forever people are going to live on raw vegetables and smoothies and things like that. But this is a piece where if you, so one, you can add those nutrients 
to your current diet. If you add what we call hypernourishment. So what we're doing is we're trying to get people to overdose in the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, all the phytonutrients, omega-3s, and the hydration necessary to have a massive level of cellular repair because you have about 100 trillion cells in your body. So having a little bit of salad is not going to change your health. We have to really have that intentional overdose. So the easiest way to do that is drinking green smoothies because you can blend it and drink it and not think about it versus the way I did it originally, which is just shoving pounds of broccoli and guacamole into my mouth. And I had jaws I could like bite through a steel, uh, steel door, you know, but, um, but, you know, so that's just an easy way we've found. But, you know, so one is having the mindset of the emergency protocol is for people who are in grave danger or who just want to get better as quickly as possible, where they're only going to eat hypernourishment. But other folks who are not in grave danger, their kidneys aren't failing, their lungs aren't failing, they're looking to improve health, but they're not ready yet to take other elements out. Then you hypernourish with your current diet. And then as you feel more able to, as you're, as you start feeling better, uh, you can start to wean those things out or even crowd them out. Cause if you have a big smoothie for breakfast, you're not going to eat a bagel and cream cheese, right? So it, it's one of those things where I really, how aggressive I am with someone in terms of their nutrition really depends on, uh, what their health uh, issues are and also what their mindset is. I help people with food addictions because, you know, people don't eat badly just because they don't know better, but often because of intense levels of addiction, depression, um, mm-hmm. social pressure, insecurity, traditions, and all sorts of other excuses that I have to help people overcome so that they can just let food be a tool and enjoy their life. Now, now this diet that you've recommended, you know, it's very healthy. Uh, I can, I can see that. I actually have been looking at a series of nutrition and health interviews uh, that I've done. I, I interviewed uh, Dr. Joel Furman, mm-hmm. who has a nutritarian diet, right. which seems quite, quite similar in the basic precepts mm-hmm. to this diet. Are, are you aware of, of Dr. Furman's nutritarian diet? Yes. Yes. We're friends. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, and he's are, been around a long time. Uh, they're not identical, but he's one of the mm-hmm. closest people to what I'm doing. Uh, in terms of he does recommend people eat more raw foods and more nutrient dense foods. He's not saying like eat anything plant based and you'll heal. No, you have to eat nutrient dense foods if you want to get a dramatic change. Uh, so that that is he's similar in that sense. Um, my mm-hmm. protocol is, though, a specific protocol. So I didn't come at this uh, the way a lot of folks do where they say, OK, uh, I read about plant-based nutrition and plant-based doctors. They say not to eat meat, dairy, and oils and stuff. So so let's just do that. And then I don't know what else to add. I'll make something up. So one guy says eat more potatoes and another guy says he cooked kale. And it just seems kind of strand- random, right? Um, mm-hmm. We didn't even come at this. I didn't even know that it was vegan or raw vegan. We were just looking scientifically at cellular function. And that's how we came up with these different aspects. So that's why it's actually a specific protocol and not just eat more of these foods. It's here's how much to eat of this, that, this, and you do that until you get the results you're looking for. Then you can back down, keep them in your life. I mean, I'm hypernourishing now at 46 and I don't get sick. Um, I actually got all of my tests done, you know, my colonoscopy, all that stuff. And uh, my, <laughs> my, GI, my GI doctor gave me a standing ovation for my colonoscopy. He said, I've, I have the insides <laughs> of a teenager, um, which since I was chronically ill as a teenager to be 46 and have anything be a teenager is exciting. But what it does is if you uh, if you continue it, then not only do you reverse disease, but you optimize your ability to uh, continuously higher level function for all of your organs. And, you know, that's a really important thing for us as we get older, even if you're not sick. Sure, sure. So 
when in when when I research guests for for the rational view with with remarkable claims like like the healing of autoimmune disease, which is you know a great thing if if if, if it works. Sure. I first go to the internet to, to look for reviews and criticisms. You know, what are people saying about this? What what are the inside people saying? So looking at your stuff, I mean, there's a lot of people that are happy with you as a person and very excited to try your program. And there's another group that have tried it and failed. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people that really like you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you have to look hard because uh, most people say, you know, I keep trying to find someone who doesn't like you online and I can't find it. And I go, well, I guess I'm not yeah, famous no, enough I, yet because <laughs> I agree <laughs> <laughs> because there should so, be more haters. Right. <laughs> But I was I was also looking for people who have said I've used the program and I'm I'm now in remission. But I wasn't in a very brief search. I didn't find any like that. I know you have anecdotes on your website of of people oh, that have, have seen this. Yeah, you know, could I, you have an estimate of the success rate of your of your program? Sure, and you know, you're looking in the wrong spot. So we have a free. I can give you access if you want. We have a free Facebook community online for people who are just trying to try it and find community. And people post mm -hmm. every day their results in that community. And these are people I'm not working with who are just following my free content and they post their lab results. And one guy just posted a picture where he had Graves disease, uh, where his eye protruded and rotated and only on. using my protocol and no medicines, his eye has rotated and gone back into his skull and there's pictures to show it. So uh, if you want to see where they're all hanging out and posting their results, that would be the place to go. People do post it a lot, but they don't always say, my name or, you know, they might say hypernourishment or stuff like that uh, stuff. So, but I can definitely give you access to, to those folks. Uh, the people who apply the protocol correctly always have an improvement with health. So it's not one of those things where some people get worse, some people get better. Like I just saw somebody um, Monday who unfortunately with kidney issues did the autoimmune paleo protocol and meat is toxic to kidney function, especially in kidney failure. So she went from having a kidney function at 70% to kidney function at 5% because she was eating all the animal products they told her to eat, which is even in mainstream nephrology, you're supposed to tell people with kidney issues to eat a low protein diet. So, uh, so there are some out there that some people feel better in spite of things and others can get dramatically worse. With hypernourishment using the goodbye lupus protocol, there, that doesn't exist. You're eating huge doses of foods that give you high levels of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and hydration, omega-3 fatty acids. So there's no downside and there's always an improvement in health. Now, um, there are some people who struggle at first. And that's usually when I look at the, you know, there's very rare naysayer. Like I said, I mean, I have a, a very large online presence and it's, rare if ever somebody will comment something like, oh, this didn't help or whatever, or this hurt my stomach. And and in those cases, usually they just need some help because eating a huge amount of high fiber foods is not always easy, especially with people that have gut dysfunction as well. So I've actually also helped people reverse ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, but you know, people have irritable bowel, they've got, you know, constipation, other issues, or an overdose in nutrition can be physically extremely hard. And those are usually the times when I say, okay, you should work with me directly. I help for free as much as I can. But if you've got an issue stopping you from being able to nourish this way, then let me help you do it. Or people with autoimmune also have higher levels of food sensitivities, food allergies, because that's also in the immune spectrum, overactivity in the immune system. So usually when I see someone who says like, first of all, if they say it didn't help, I didn't work with them. 
right? So I didn't, it's not like I oversaw it to say, oh, you did this perfectly. And yet you are an alien creature that doesn't benefit from higher nutrition, right? That they didn't work with me and they usually didn't actually hit the numbers they needed to create that result to make it actually on protocol. But the other part of it is sometimes people don't get the full change in the area they wished most, right? So it might be that there's been scar tissue formed in your kidney where we can get your kidney function up, but not back to normal. Like even the woman who got off the transplant list, we doubled her kidney function, but it's still at like 28%, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't need dialysis or a kidney transplant at 28%, but it's not normal. So sometimes there are things that just can't get better, but we can look and see improvements. Their cholesterol dropped. Like someone in my last group, we've had people reverse glaucoma. And this one woman, she has glaucoma, but she also has scar tissue that needs to be removed from her eye. So she can't tell yet if it affects her vision, but her cholesterol dropped 83 points and is no longer high. So there's always health benefit. And so in that area, I can tell people very clearly that if you do this, you're going to get a benefit for your health. Now, if you do it correctly, you'll have maximal benefit. If you aren't getting benefit, that's when it is worth it to talk to me so I can make sure you're doing it right. We overcome any obstacles like the sensitivities so that you can actually get the result that you want. But it's rare. You have to hunt hard because, like I said, I help people for free. So it's like, you know, I'm working very hard to help people get better and I don't hold anything back. Um, I have a copycats out there who won't share their protocol as secret. Um, and uh, you have to pay a lot of money to get access to the secret. Um, but, uh, but I don't do that to people. I actually give them everything I can to make sure that anyone who, who wants to do it is able to. And if they're struggling, that's when they talk to me. Or if they're in kidney failure or something where there's no time to practice it because your organs are mm-hmm. failing, you know. I find it very interesting, actually. I just want to go back to your discussion about uh, getting mainstream doctors to do a a study uh, and and the the conflict that you had with that. That, Because I know when I interviewed Dr. Furman, he basically claimed that, no, doctors don't want to use nutrition to cure us. And that's why nutrition-based health isn't mainstream. You know, big pharma doesn't want this. And you are are kind of resonating with that in your take on on studies. You you think they may be skeptical or... Actually, uh, so I believe in people with my whole heart and I don't think people go into medicine to um, because they're trying to control people or because they're paid by pharma. I've never been paid to prescribe anything. I do practice Western medicine thoughtfully, mm-hmm. not what there's I've never gotten a kickback. Um, I believe that we do what we're trained to do, though. And so people go into medicine because they want to save lives. It's not, there are much better ways to make yeah. money nowadays with less fear of lawsuits and insurance companies. And other, there's so many other options. So I believe that people go into medicine, have the heart to save people's lives and they're doing the best they can. And in all of our training, there is no approaching nutrition. And so when you spend four years in undergraduate pursuing biology and all the different realms, biology and chemistry and microbiology and all those things, and then you spend four years in medical school getting trained we, I had to read 12 hours a day just to read all of the textbooks and study everything I needed for medical school. Then you get a minimum of three years, usually more of residency, and nutrition never comes up. Will you think nutrition is important? No, but not because you thought about it, but you just believed that you wouldn't have spent 12 years of your life training and studying, and it was just left out. That's why I said I would have yeah, no, my I, eye. I, I understand. You know? But- you, you mentioned that you know they approached you and you felt you needed to be involved in the study, but the heart of of 
of medicine or of, of Western medicine is that you can write down your steps and other people can reproduce them. Yes. And, and so and if, and if your protocol, if your protocol needs you to be present to, to tailor it to people, then how do you test that? Well, listen, that I do teach it and people have learned it online for free. And I have a lot of doctors that I both train uh, and who have, who have uh, learned from me just going to my classes and, and I, I have online classes that they've learned from and I put them online for free, like usually once every month, month and a half, followed by Q and A's to make sure people attend and get their help. So, and I, I had a doctor just tell me recently, he comes to all of my Q and A's to learn how to talk to his patients better. So nowadays there has been an enormous change. And I think thanks to people like you, the internet, you know, that, that people have access to more. I've also had doctors who, see me for their own health problems after I had one rheumatologist come to see me because three of her patients reversed their lupus working with me. And she went, who is this woman? I need to help because I have lupus too. So then they come <laughs> to me and they learn and that helps it as well. So I'm not saying that you need to uh, have me there to be able to execute it in some way. That's why I give it away. But if there's going to be the first large clinical trial to show whether or not it's effective, uh, and then that will be the publication that then can determine whether or not people around the world continue to try this for their health. 100% I want to be involved. I mean, I think anybody would want to do that to make sure it was done in an ethical way, that the patients were kept um track of and made sure that they were executing it properly. I've been doing this for over a decade. So I need to make sure, yes, 100% is done right because that will impact people's uh, impression of whether or not they should continue doing so. Once it's, once that happens, sure, everybody keep testing it. But for the first major clinical trial, I think anybody who comes up with any kind of important protocol, especially that's saving people's lives, 100% I want to oversee that it's done correctly. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show and, and discussing your, your work with us. Uh, it's very inspiring. Uh, I hope uh, it helps a lot of people and uh, I hope that uh, you continue to be in remission with your lupus. Yes. So th thank you so much for coming and chatting with us for, for taking your time. I'm going to, I'm going to send you a rational view t-shirt. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Brooke Goldner. Oh, you're so welcome. And thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. If you'd like to follow up with more in-depth discussions, please come find us on Facebook at The Rational View and join our discussion group. If you like what you're hearing, please consider visiting my Patreon page at patreon.podbean.com slash The Rational View. Thanks for listening.